All right, Adam. We got to get to this, man. Jalen Green. I looked up. You know, it was a big weekend for Houston because, you know, the Texans beat the Titans wearing the Oilers uniforms, and it was a big it's a big Houston weekend. I look up, and, and Scarface is performing on Tiny Desk, and I'm like, man, Houston, man. Well, Houston is doing his thing. Then I look on, on the Internet, man, and the Internet's turned on Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles, a Houston guy, and Jalen Green. The Houston Rockets, number two overall pick from a couple of years ago. I see that he's trending. And it, it feels like every game I'm looking up and I'm seeing what the conversation is. And, I'm, you know, I'm not always trying to, like, pile on Jalen. It's, it's a whole team. It's a team game, right? So it's not like we're just looking at one player. But it never fails. Like, I look up and Jalen Green is a conversation. And I'm just seeing here now looking at the game logs. And this this tracks. This tracks with the hot test. But he hasn't had a positive plus minus in weeks since the since the Dallas game, since the yeah, since the Mavericks game on November 28th. So a couple of weeks since he's had a positive plus minus game. Um, he's not progressing the way I, I think at the rate like he's a better player now than he was, uh, but not progressing at the rate and in the way I feel like people would like for him. To do so, we've had a lot of conversations about this, but what are you seeing from Jalen Green in terms of progression or lack thereof? He's not shooting well. Um, I think that's the big thing. I mean, you look, the last eight games, he's shooting 33.6% from the field. That's not good enough. And you can shoot the ball poorly if you're getting to the free throw line. He's not getting to the free throw line either. Uh, before which last he, night, which he was last year, that was a thing yeah. that he that he'd improved upon, right? His free throw shooting has gone down from last year. Let me pull up the numbers just so that I have them. Um, but going, I, I think he, he attempted seven free throws last night, um, which is good. I mean, that helps a two for 12 game look a little bit better when you can at least when you can take seven free throws and make all of them. But before uh, last night's game, he had averaged uh, 3.6 free throws in the seven previous. Like that's not good enough for a scorer. Um, so the big thing, and people are always going to look at just the shooting numbers because when you're an offensive guy, that's what you're supposed to be able to do well. And he's not doing that well right now. To me, the bigger issue is that he's not finishing games. And this is now he didn't play the fourth quarter last night um, during that winning streak that we talked about. He wasn't playing fourth quarters. Then uh, San Antonio, he did not play. I think it was San Antonio. He didn't play the fourth quarter. Uh, it, the Memphis game. He did not play the fourth quarter. Like that's when you need him. Like you, you, that guy is supposed to be on the floor in the fourth quarter because they don't have anybody else who has his skill set. Really. They don't have a guy who can go and get you easy offense. And so it's been Tari Eason kind of closing games in his spot. And Eason has been awesome. And we're going to talk about him in a minute. But Eason offensively isn't the talent that Jalen Green is. And so, like, they need somebody who can put the ball in the basket and create his own shot. That's not Eason. That's what Jalen Green is supposed to be. And really, you look at this team, the Rockets don't have anybody else who can do that. You know, that was supposed to kind of be Kevin Porter Jr.'s job coming off the bench, and obviously he's gone. So they don't really have anybody who can get to the rim and get you 25, you know, who can get you like a 10-point quarter, just creating his own offense. So that's where they need him. And, and I think what was probably most disheartening 
than anything else was against Cleveland. He doesn't play the fourth quarter, but they bring him back for overtime because they're not looking to run Jeff Green into the ground. So he, they bring him back for overtime. He should be fresh. Everybody else on the floor should be exhausted. So that's when like he should be able to take over the game, and he didn't do it. So that, to me, was probably as disheartening as it gets where you have this guy who should be a, a, who should be a high-level scorer in this league. He's fresh. He's playing against a bunch of guys who aren't fresh, and he still can't put the ball in the basket. Yeah, man. The, the thing that is wrong with Jalen Green, to me, feels like the same thing that I've been saying about him since he got here, and that's that he's a streaky at best shooter. Like his jump shot, like some nights is falling. You know, like the, you know, I think about some of the, the you know, the Lakers game of his, uh, his rookie year. Um, there's a Celtics game in there I'm thinking about. They're like, there are some games throughout his career where it's like, oh, so he can shoot. But for the most part, man, this inconsistency that we're seeing with his scoring is pretty consistent <laughs> with what he's been. Like, he's an inconsistent jump shooter. And I don't think, like, I don't think that Jalen Green can ever be the player or even just the score that he was projected to be if he doesn't develop a consistent jump shot because because there are two things wrong with his game right now and, and i'm just talking about offensively inconsistent jump shooter but then you can pull this up adam like his his numbers of finishing at the rim like you remember when he first got in the league he was like noticeably subpar at finishing at the rim especially for somebody as athletic as he is and he got stronger and he worked on his body and it seemed like he got better at that for a stretch but like he still doesn't feel like he's elite at that you know like like he's not a great finisher or shooter and so now he's just fast you know he's just like uh he's lightning quick and has the athleticism to to get by or jump over anybody but, man, if you can't finish at the rim, if you can't knock down jump shots consistent, consistently, I don't know how you're going to ever be able to be that reliable scorer, whether it's like, you know, uh, as, as a main option or whether it's like running the second unit or whatever it is. Like, like to me, he is like you can count on him to be, you know, one of the more special talents, like as you put it. But can you count on him to knock – like, if you need a shot, can you count on him to knock down a jump shot? I don't – like, I, I never know how to feel when he shoots the ball. Never know how to feel. Never know what to think. So I can I can only imagine – like, I imagine his confidence in his own shot is higher than mine in his shot. But I can only imagine what he must feel like and what his teammates must feel like when they watch his shot just be so inconsistent. Like, his issue is not having a jump shot, a consistent jump shot, and – being a subpar finisher for the type of athlete that he is. So his finishing has actually gotten a little bit better and he's still bad at it. But last year he was, I think it was 50.6 last season. It's 51.2 this season. Again, that's still not good enough. You should not be, you should be at least close to 60 and, or maybe 50, you know, you know, league average is about 60%. So he should be at least league average when you have his athletic gifts. He should be. He should be. He should be better than league average, especially if he can't shoot. If he if he doesn't have a jumper, something's got to give here, Adam. Like he's either got to get a he's got to knock down shots or he's got to be above league league average, much less being below it and finishing at the rim. 
Well, the numbers are down for him across the board. I mean, you look basically the only the only stat, the only counting stat that is better for, or I guess there's two counting stats that are better for him this year than last year. He's rebounding a little bit better and he's blocking more shots, which again, that stuff doesn't really his turnover is down a little bit. But again, a lot of this is just he doesn't have the op, the same sort of opportunity. You know, the offense isn't quite running through him the same way that it has in the past. And a lot of that is having Fred Van Vliet. And part of that is with uh, Shingun getting more touches and his minutes are way down too. I mean, this is a guy who was playing you know, 34 minutes last year. He's playing 31 minutes this year. And part of that is because he can't get on the floor during the fourth quarter. So it, it's, I, I'm not going to say that he stalled just because I do think that he is better in certain areas of his game, but he's not developing. I think the way that people would have expected that he would have developed by this point. And part of that is the shooting just isn't there. And like you said, it's, it's streaky and it can be erratic. Um, but the fact that, you know, last year he's taking six free throws a game this year, he's taking five. Like the fact that he's not getting to the, like, he's not, he's not figuring out other ways to impact the game when he's not shooting well, because we saw this, for, you see this from a lot of guys, the shot is, you know, jump shooting is a variant stat. You know, sometimes a shot is going to go, sometimes a shot's not going to go, but you have to be able to figure out how to impact the game in other ways. And he's just not there yet. He does not know how to do that. And there are too many times where he'll be on the floor and you don't realize he's on the floor and he is way too talented for that to be the case. We've talked a lot about this on the podcast, about it being a, a crucial year for Jalen Green and Alperin Shingun. And part of that is because, you know, after year three is when, you know, you start getting that max contract, that max extension. Do, are we in agreement here? I'll speak for myself. I know I don't feel like right now he's a max player. Are we in agreement that Jalen Green is not a max player right now? It's not like they got to decide that today, you know, as we do the podcast. But as we do the podcast today, I feel, no, like, I feel, pretty, I feel pretty comfortable saying he's not a max player. No, he's nowhere close to it. And again, this is how many games in are we 25 games in or 24, 25 games in at this point. So there's a long way to go. And they aren't, you know, they, they could wait, you know, they could make him play out year four and he's a restricted free agent. So basically all the, all the cards are in their hand at this point. Like they're, they they do not have to do anything, but I think that they would like to be in a position to where they can make him that sort of offer to where they can make him the massive extension offer because you just like to be able to lock that part of your franchise in, but right now he doesn't deserve it. And right now he's not good enough for it. Yeah. And, and you would also like to know, you know, like if they wait, obviously they have the benefit of time right now and they can wait, but and maybe this is just my impatience, but it feels like not only would you like to lock it up, but you would also like to know. You know, you wouldn't you don't want to have the to keep asking the question, is it a, is he a max player or is he not? Or is he going to prove it to me and kind of just keep, you know, like just kind of keeping the door open. And, and typically, by the time a guy has played three seasons and I know he hasn't played three full seasons, we're just 20 some games into this one. But usually by this point, when a guy has played, especially as much as Jalen has played, you know, he had that stretch there where he was injured. Um, but for the most part, I mean, this guy's played a lot of basketball. You would like to, you would like to feel like, you know, so that part of it is discouraging with Shingun. I think there's some, uh, 
some encouraging things about uh, about his game, but our, everything we talked about is also there. Like, how much do you want to invest in a big man who you can run your offense through, but does not really rebound at an elite level? You know, like that, and and therefore, uh, you know, you you would have to compensate for that. Like now, you need you need the things that he doesn't do still. So, um, so that's just a that's just the thing, man. Like I'm. I'm wanting for Jalen Green. Like I'm like, hey man, it's year three. We talk about that year three. This is supposed to be that year, and it's like, you look up and it's like, man, kind of your point. What you said, two man. We've made this point before, but we can make it again. Way too many times, a guy like that, a guy as talented as that, who can be the best player on the floor at any given moment, on any given night, should never go unnoticed should never go unnoticed. And, and speaking of never going unnoticed, let's talk about Tari Eason. Can, can I just add one more thing to that? Let's, let, absolutely. Because the Rockets are in a position where they're expecting to win. And they're, they're not playing for the lottery anymore. Like, they want to be in the playoffs this year. And I wonder if no improvement is shown between now and the trade deadline, which is in, what, six weeks or so? do they start to explore the possibility of trading Jalen green? And because right now I, I think that if you, and I haven't gone through any of the names that might be available, it's still a little early for that. But if there, if there's a team that's looking to sell some guys off and the Rockets are in a, in a position where they're trying to win games, do they use Jalen green to try and get somebody who can help them right now? And first of all, it takes them out of the position of having to make that decision of whether or not he's a max level guy moving forward. And that might be a decision that they don't want to have to make right now. Um, and it gives whoever trades for him enough time to get their gauge of him also to where you don't have to sign him to anything after this season. You can wait and let him play out the rookie contract. But I do wonder if that is an avenue that they will at least explore as we get into the next month or so because there it does them no good to finish outside of the postseason this year you know they could they could, if they lose in the play-in like that's great that they got to the play-in but they don't get the lottery pick the lottery pick is going to go to oklahoma city unless they get lucky and get some lottery luck so i just i, I wonder if that's a conversation that they're going to have between now and the deadline yeah so we did this topic on the radio last week uh, Ron Hughley and I, and he said he he was on the side of hey I would I would at least explore or store I I would be his exact phrasing was I would be shopping them, and my phrasing was a little different was I would be listening, but I was I but I wouldn't be shopping them like if there's somebody interested, what what do you think on the shopping versus listening? pendulum so to speak <laughs> what, what what do you think it would be sort of uh more appropriate like would do you think because of the way he's playing that the rockets should be shopping him or that maybe it would be more likely that teams would be interested to say hey maybe we could maybe we could take off you know their damaged goods or however you want to put it no, I, I don't know if you should be shopping him, but if there's a couple players out there that you like, then I'm making calls and saying, hey, would you be interested in 
we're, we're interested in player X. Would you be interested in Jalen Green and Y? You know what I mean? Like that's the sort of stuff that I would be identifying guys that you like and that you might think could help you today. And I would say, hey, is Jalen Green a guy that you're interested interested in? So I, I wouldn't be like calling around to every single team, gauging interest, but I would be kind of in listen mode and then in, would you be interested in this guy also for this p- specific player? Yeah, so I should have given this more thought. This is something that we can do on the next episode and maybe in a, maybe not on the next episode, but at some point before the deadline, identifying guys. And we don't have to necessarily count. Well, I, got, I got two for you right now. All right, right? go ahead. Shoot, and shoot. I want to pull up the I want to pull up the salaries just to see if this is actually – some of these might not be quite as doable as I think they might be. I'm going to pull up the trade machine. Um. DeMar DeRozan, free agent at the end of the season. If you are in, if you are trying to win, if you're the Rockets and you're trying to win right now, DeMar DeRozan, who helps you more right now, DeMar DeRozan or Jalen Green? Yeah, DeMar DeRozan, I think. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's, <laughs> that's pretty clear. But, but you know what, you know what bothers me about that? I feel like you trade for DeMar DeRozan and all you are is the Bulls. <laughs> No, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong you know at all. I mean? Like you're just you're just the Bulls. You know, uh, not as old, but kind of. You know, you know, a team that could be, that could just strive to be that six seed, baby. Like like you hang a banner if you got the six seed uh, for the ceiling of that team. So 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 yes, the 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 answer to the question is yeah. He helps you more. I think he's a better player right now. And and hell if. Jalen Green turns into DeMar DeRozan. I'll I, I take that at this point. Like if he ever even becomes DeMar DeRozan, but uh, but that doesn't really do a lot for you other than you know makes you a play-in team and maybe a six seed. Can I offer you a trade? Well, hang on, that didn't work. <laughs> so uh, trying to do this one on the fly. Um, the Bulls would be ecstatic, by the way. The Bulls, they, 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 because they've got nothing going for themselves. That's just an aside. Oh, but, I know this is a no, Rockets podcast, but they would no, be, no, they, would, they would be, they would, they would be excited. So, but you can make that work. Landell, Oladipo, Jalen Green for DeMar DeRozan. That, that's one of those things that would work. Um, again, I don't think I would necessarily, I wouldn't do it. But I, I do think that that is a – if you are the Rockets, and again, you're trying to win right now because they are trying to win right now, and if you don't think that Jalen Green is going to get you there, then I think it's a conversation worth having. And as we get to the middle of year three for him, I think it's a legitimate question to start asking, if is this a real guy? Is this a guy moving forward that you can really count on? Um, I don't know. I think that the last few weeks have been underwhelming to say the least. Yeah. Would, uh, did they, what did they do with Zach Levine? They haven't, they haven't. Well, extended I, him. No, well, he's, he's signed long-term, but that, that salary is too much. Trust me. I, I was, I looked at that one too. The, the okay. deal that I kind of had in mind right. was Patrick Williams and DeMar DeRozan for the three rockets that I, that I mentioned, but, the rocket, the salaries are too much right now. So I'd have to, I'd have to add in another guy. Like you'd have to add in Jay Sean Tate to make that work. Oh no, you dog is not going to want to give up Jay Sean Tate. And again, it, it's tough 
if you're the Rockets in that respect, just because DeRozan's a free agent at the end of the season, and Patrick Williams is also a free agent at the end of the season. So, like, you're, you almost have to splurge on both of them to make the trade worth it. So it's when you're – when your top five picks don't work out or when they are perceived to have not worked out, it puts your organization in a very difficult spot because you've invested a lot in these guys and you're scared about giving up on them a little too early, but at the same time, you might value, you might value them a little more than they should be valued. So it's a tough conversation that you have to have. How much do you put into how much stock do you put into the new system like, is that a good enough – I understand that, this, that it's an adjustment. Playing for a different coach, playing with different teammates. He's got more veteran teammates. I understand that it's an adjustment. I'm not trying to minimize that. But is it a good enough excuse for – I don't think there is a good enough excuse for the struggles. I mean, it's a it's a meritocracy. you got to perform. But, like, what, what do you make of how that factors into his struggles? Uh, the different teammates, the different coaching – I saw I saw our guy Sarge, Big Sarge, mention on on Twitter that he thinks he misses KPJ. I was like, that is a that is a very uh, <laughs> that is a very against the grain take from you. And that's why you are Big Sarge, my guy. And I love you for it. But but just overall, like, it, it, do you give him do you cut him any slack for the adjustment that he's having to make? I mean, we're 20 some games into the adjustment at this point. No, because it's getting worse. Like it's one thing to to really struggle at the start of the season, but then you want to see progressive improvement and he's not really improving. The line is kind of pointing down since yeah. the season started. So that's why I don't put a lot into that at this point. Yeah, man. I just, and, and that was, that was the excuse that I made at the start of the year. Like I, that's, that's word for word. The excuse that I made was, Hey, he's dealing with a new system. He's dealing with a bunch of new teammates. So yeah, there's going to be some growing pains, but the fact that, it's seemingly getting worse. I can't make that excuse anymore. Yeah, because better coaching is supposed to make you better. Better teammates are supposed to make you better. So why is it not better? You know, like that's that's the that was my was like, okay, if unless you're trying to tell me that he got a worse coach and worse teammates, which I don't think anybody has argued. I've not, I haven't, out of all the arguing that I see, I don't see anybody arguing that. Then I don't, I don't see how we could lean on that. You know, um, better should make better. Um, I'm not great at math, but that just seems like simple addition. So, um, so yeah, man, it's 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 got to get better with Jalen Green. The the trade talks are, man, I just. Man, I can't believe that this is where we're at, man. That that we would be <laughs> where we're talking about where where you're like, can I interest you in some Demar Derozan? Uh, the, hey, let me give you let me give you uh, an inconsistent jump shooting young shooting guard for a non three point shooting but really really good elite mid range to a two pointer shooting uh, guard. Like, let, let, can I interest you in that? It's like. No, I don't want to. I don't want to trade for a guard who doesn't shoot threes in 2023 and 2024. No, with respect to Demar Derozan, who I, who I respect a lot, but goodness gracious. Uh, but hey, 
they, they struggle. They struggle to find offense at the end of these games. And DeMar DeRozan, if he's anything, he's a guy yeah. that can get you points at the end of games. So for sure. Again. Oh yeah. You know what? That's a great point though. And I think we're both like a no on that, on the DeMar DeRozan thing, but to your point, we I have the conversation with Rockets fans all the time, like who's their closer? And we kind of got some insight into that in the Cleveland game. That was kind of a big deal, Shingoon getting that, you know, having that fadeaway jumper there to with a chance to to win the game and they end up going to overtime and and you know and coughing it up. But like who is who is this team's closer? Like we've kind of I think agreed that it was Fred Van Vliet, you know, but like with respect to Fred Van Vliet, like if you're going to be a serious team, you got to have more. You got to at least have more options than that. And, and and what a way to get the band back together. Who's your closer, baby? The old Raptors and Alperen Shingoon. Fred Van Vliet, DeMar DeRozan, and Alperen Shingoon with a little Dylan Brooks mixed in. You know, I like to the point. At the end of a game. Who's, who gets the ball, I would feel, and Rockets fans, I'm sure, would feel way, 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 way more comfortable with the idea of DeMar DeRozan being on the, on the basketball court. So there is at least that. Yeah, again, it's, it's not a trade that I would make, but it is something that as we move further along, you kind of have to if, – if they, they have a lot of information on Jalen Green at this point. Like they, they know him, they have seen him in practice. You know, they, they see a whole lot more than what we see. But if you don't think that he's going to be a guy for you, then you should probably move on sooner rather than later, just so that you're not in the position of overpaying. Cause once, especially like these contracts are like serious, like you're talking about nine figures and like as soon as you, a lot with a lot of these guys, as soon as you give him the, that contract, they are untradeable. Like you look at Miami and Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero's kind of untradeable at this point. Like they've tried to trade him for a lot of different guys and they can't seem to get any takers. Um, so like these guys on rookie deals, that's when they that's when they're at their most value. But once you have to pay them, if they aren't like that guy, then you're then it's really difficult to get them off your books. And so that's that's why they're in a really tough spot with this. And that's why they really need Jalen green over whether it's the next six weeks or the final 60 something games of the season, he's got to show them something. Otherwise you start have to start asking those difficult questions that you don't necessarily want to have to ask. Questions like when you brought up Tyler hero's name, Jalen green as good as Tyler hero. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. You know, it was, it was kind of rhetorical because we already knew the answer. You know, it's like, no, that's 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 not it.